and welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Thursday, the seventh of April. My name's Ben, and joining me on the line, he is back. Is Andrew? How the devil are you doing, mate? Far better than I were a couple of days ago. Thank you very much. <laughs> you have been uh, well, under the weather. Don't really cover it, does it? <laughs> I've been funny. really ill. Yeah, I've been this really ill. Which one of my work that actually? Just, yeah, but anyway, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll leave that. But yeah, um, but yeah, I have. I have um, really felt the. Um, I thought it were real flu, but real flu don't last for three days, which is what I had it for. But yeah, really bad in bed and uh, yeah, yeah, sounding very, very. No, no one would want to listen to me doing a podcast with that voice that I had a couple of days ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to try and take it easy on you here because we have got another game in in two days, and you are you're still uh, feeling your way back to match sharpness. So I, I don't want to uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time this evening. It's however, fine. however. You're not going to get away without talking to me about Stoke City, seeing as you were actually at that game. <laughs> Give me. I think I genuinely think it's the most boring game I've ever seen live. <laughs> I really, really do. I really do. Great, it was a good day. Obviously, met Deb Bart and Hall and Nick and all that sort of stuff, and that were really nice and stuff. Basically, as soon as three o'clock happened, it was just game over. It was. I mean, you didn't see it at all, did you? No, no. I was. I was relying I, I, on you. You probably thought I were exaggerating when I said this is one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. I stand by it. I think it was just dreadful as a spectacle. And the worst thing is, they're the sort of games that you you should come out as nil-nil. Mm. It should be that boring. Nothing happens. But we couldn't even do that. And, yeah, I was really down on United after that because you just felt... It was just so such a nondescript performance. And they just... Yeah, obviously, I've stuck up for them. And we've all sort of made excuses about <clears throat> how oh, they're so tired and they've had all these games and injuries... And they couldn't use that excuse in that game, and that was as mm. bad as we've been since Coventry. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. You, 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 from all accounts, you were not out on a limb saying it was an extremely boring game of football. Uh, uh, and like I say, you take your nil-nil, you say, oh, that was boring, but we couldn't even take the nil-nil. I think that was the most disappointing thing, that mm. there is poor games. I'm sure Fulham have had poor games this season where they've got a point where they, you know, it's just nothing's really happened. But we didn't, we lost, and yeah, we... Quite an important point, I think, that we we could have got there. Yeah. Well, can I can I reveal what you said to me at full time, uh, which yeah, you, you did acknowledge yeah. as a knee jerk reaction? Oh yeah. At the time, but uh, you said you think that you think that's it done for us now. Were your words? I believe at full that time. That performance. Obviously, we've played QPR since that performance for me, particularly at that time, was a was a performance of yeah. We weren't just tired. We've just completely run out of steam. That's what it felt like. Um, I think the new players coming in on Tuesday, obviously I didn't go on Tuesday, but I watched it um, on a stream. I think they've... Stevens and uh, Captain Croatia um, coming in, it did add something a little bit... And even McBurney, it did add some sort of energy that we've we've not had, I felt, um, because that team just looked... At that, on that particular game and what we've seen in recent weeks, it looked a team that had just sort of... Yeah, just basically run out of steam. I feel like I've seen that sort of situation before where United have some... Most There's been very few seasons with United where we haven't been like going for... Well, I suppose going for promotion in a way. You know, like trying to finish in, in the playoffs and at this stage yeah. of the season... This, this is, sorry, this is my time supporting United. Pretty much like 90% of the time we've been, you know, trying to get in the playoffs essentially... Um, and so at this stage of the season, we very often have like, we need to win this game to keep our playoff hopes alive. And we're playing a team that have absolutely nothing to play for. Yeah. And 
you know, their fans are really down on their own team and at full time. It was time. one of the worst atmospheres I've ever been to, home <laughs> and away, in terms of like the, the home fans and the away fans both. They they didn't care, Stoke. They did yeah. not, their fans didn't care. Their, their, their players were just going through the motions and they quietened our fans down. Well, we quite quietened our own fans down, I think, by just doing nothing at all. <laughs> so I think it were a really, really, really poor result and a, an even worse performance because... I'm not just. I, I, it's, a, it's a cliche to say. Well, they weren't very good neither. They didn't care. They weren't bothered, Stoke, and the mm. fans weren't bothered. It weren't like a hostile atmosphere or anything. And yeah, just limped to an absolutely awful defeat. Mm. Well, do you do you feel better about our chances now? Three points. I've booked now Chelsea so <laughs> uh, for London uh, playoff final, but we were better. I think first off, okay. it's difficult watching it at home. I, I watched this in a, in my bed <laughs> with a cup of tea You're next to me. So it wasn't like. Yeah, literally. So it was a weird sort of... Obviously, watch games at home before, but not really in that sort of... Oh, God. And I actually thought, first off, we played really well. Well, first half an hour. Hmm. I thought we were at it, and we, we were getting stuck in and closing them down, and you felt, well, all right. This, and then it, it did fade a bit, but we certainly deserved the win, I thought. Yeah, definitely. I, I was... Um, anyone who listened to the, the, the mini preview I did on yeah. Monday, I think it was, um, I was really confident in this one. I, I don't think UPR are all that good, to be honest. They're not a bad team. I, I want to, you know, just clarify this. They're not, uh, you know, they're not complete muck. They're just, a, I think they are just going to be a mid-table team. They're probably going to finish like 11th or 12th or something. Yeah. They're, they're better than most <clears throat> of the teams we have left to play, to be honest. You know, they're better than Cardiff and Bristol City and Reading. Um, but I, I just thought we'd have too much for them, even knowing that Sharp wasn't going to be able to play. And, uh, you know, we weren't brilliant. We didn't create that many chances, but... Having gone a goal up so early, you know, the, the onus was very much on QPR to try and get back into it. And I mean, they apparently had one shot on target, but find me that shot on target because they did <laughs> yeah. nothing in the entire yeah. game, basically. And the, the only time I was sort of worried is in that, that injury time spell where um, obviously I were a little bit behind the, the actual thing and I actually cheated and. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, looked at like they because I, I were quite worried actually in those final couple of minutes because they had a lot of possession without creating anything and obviously Wes decides to drop it. I don't know if that were a foul or not actually. I couldn't really tell. Um, yeah, it looked a foul in. I mean, I'm at the complete opposite end of the ground. Yeah, I, I, yeah, thought, it was, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a foul, but then I they didn't show they because it was so close to the end. I didn't get a replay of it. You see, yeah. Uh, but that was that was the only. T- I think Dykes had a header that went wide, but other than that, nothing. I, we gave away a lot of silly free kicks, I felt, where we didn't need to do it, but they didn't do anything with them. No, indeed. Um, I will say I liked the look of this team a lot. This was another thing I, I said I wanted yeah. to see. Uh, even with very limited knowledge of Aremovic, I wanted him in the team so that we could get Ben yeah. Davis back over on the left. Um, and a pleasant... this is what I, mean. I, meant, I should clarify what I said earlier about those three giving us energy. Hmm. It wasn't necessarily the performances of those three for me, but the balance... Uh-huh. Um, McBurney above Jefferson, who I think had a really poor game at Stoke, and whatever you think about McBurney, I think we used him really well in that first half as like a, mm. a almost like a target man, and he won a lot of headers, um, and he, he offered us quite a lot of felt, some good link-up play, and then like you said with the other two, Stevens and obviously Captain Croatia is just brilliant for his uh, like just just the fact he's right footed played in a right, right <laughs> yeah. centre back, and then we can put our better left footed centre back in Ben Davis on the ball. And then you've got Stevens, who is, I think, has a better end product than Norrington Davis. And all of a sudden, we look like a much more of a threat going forward. Yeah, it's, it, 
It's probably a little bit more uh, suited to intricate play, I think. Stevens, in a mm. um, you know, that's that's a good shout. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't say he's at this point of his his career in like the last two years. I wouldn't say he's like necessarily better at dribbling past people than Norton Davis or got no. you know he's a better athlete or anything like that. But yeah, I think he's. he's a, I think he's smarter when, yeah. he, when he's. I think he's a smarter player. Um, I think Norton Davis has done all right, by the way. But I did think that we. I don't know. I, I would. When Stevens came in, I, I was wanting Osborne in, to be honest, on that left-hand side. I probably still do. But I did like the... I think Norton Davis is probably due a, a break, at least. And I think it was, so. And it was good to have a, a, a backup who is at least just as good, you'd say. Yeah, I, I, I'll try and look this up now. But it did it did sort of occur to me that he, Norton Davis, this is... He must have played, like, every minute for about three yeah. months. And there's been a yeah. lot of games in that period as well. I'll try and look at it yeah, while we're talking. But, yeah, yeah I, I was... I was of the same thing. I was like, I'm kind, I'm, I'm glad he's just getting a, a little breather. To be honest, like, yeah, you know, I, I don't think Stevens did anything that made me think he, you know, he has to start ahead no. of Martin Davis now. But no. yeah, so just looking now, basically from from the dart, so from the Derby game onwards, the away game, uh, he's played yeah ninety minutes every single time apart from. Uh, he went off after 84 against Preston, and then he didn't play against West Brom or Huddersfield. So that's a lot of 90 minutes in a in a short space of time. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he'd done all right for himself. Um, what did you think of Aremovic in his debut? I thought he all right. I, I gave a message to me um, throughout the game saying like he, he lost it a few times, lost his man a few times, and he was quite aggressive, which I can't see, obviously. Obviously, as you're watching at home, it is a massively different. Really weird watching at home game, actually, mm. on the streets. I've not done that with fans for God knows how long. Yeah. Um, but I thought he were all right. I think he was as good as we could have expected him to be, mm-hmm. to be honest. I think he was just fairly steady. He got turned a couple of times, but we've been his debut and everything, and I thought he did all right. I'd prefer him there than Ben Davis there, based on that. Yeah, I thought he was, he was fine. It wasn't... I guess it probably wasn't any different to what Kyron Gordon's given us, but uh, he is a you know he's much further on in his career. Yeah, he's better pedigree, and and obviously this is his first game yeah. uh, in English football, and there were little bits and pieces there. I thought he did well with. I think he he seems he didn't really go forward that much, but at the same time, I, I thought he looked pretty comfortable on the ball. Yeah, yeah, it was. I thought he kept it pretty simple, um, which again is is fair mm. enough. You know, just don't make a mistake, and also be right footed and. And pass it forward, which mm. is, is nice to see. Um, yeah. So we take the lead from uh, a from a set piece, but also Ollie Norwood is his long overdue goal finally arrives, and I had a, a dreadful view of this one. This was like a <laughs> oh we've scored. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, obviously, I saw it quite quick. Everyone was like texting me saying, "What a goal that was with the game and stuff." And then I obviously saw the replay very quickly. <laughs> Realised it were a deflected shot, so. I think it was going in, and I mean, it must have been because it's it's been confirmed as yeah. his goal, hasn't it? But his goal, yeah. I'm pretty sure the deflection actually moved it closer to uh, Kieran Westwood, the goalkeeper, rather than uh, you know was was directly why he scored. But a nice routine. We've sort of tried these several times in the last couple of months, haven't we? The uh, player corner back to the edge of the box, but I think this is the first time we actually got one in a a really good shooting position rather than just like, here you go, now what, just first time one from 25 yards into the top yeah. corner. Um, it was bizarre that they fell for it, I thought, mm. because we've tried it so many times, as I said, like, and they were nowhere near, and it, obviously we scored that earlier, and I thought we looked, we didn't create loads of chances, but for that first 20 minutes, half an hour, I felt we, we just looked so much better than them, and they, they looked like us at Stoke, actually. 
Yeah, I, I thought you might make that comparison, actually. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, Gibbs White was doing Gibbs White things. Not his, yeah. not his greatest game, but some of the... Some of the little flicks and bits of skill yeah. were just amazing as always. Berger had that one tremendous driving run, which ended with um, I think it was Dicky blocking it away. Yeah, he, yeah. he had a strange game, Berger actually. He did. I'm glad because I, one of those sort of games for me, obviously watching on, on TV or whatever, is where the he got the ball in the second half. Like, oh, oh yeah, I forgot he was still playing. Actually, <laughs> like, like he did not. He, he went like 10, 15 minutes out of the game at one point. Mm. I thought in the first half he did like five or six really good things and then some mm. just like completely bafflingly bad passes. Like, what are you doing? That's a 10-yard yeah. pass and you've just hit it, you know, hit it where the players just run from rather than where it's running to. Um, yeah. Yeah, McBurney I thought was, you know, pretty good. Like you said, I think a good first half. He, he was jiggered as well when he, and he went off. I thought uh, a bit. I, I actually thought he did really well in that first half, McBurney. Yeah. And he just looked knackered almost from the minute he came out of the second half, which is understandable. Obviously, we, we now know he's once again <laughs> ill. Mm. <laughs> um, he's obviously been throwing up and stuff overnight. And But I thought he did really well. I think that's as, that's pretty much what I want from McBurney. If he's not going to score, then let's, you know, at least do your link-up play well. And I think he did that really well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there was. I think it was just before he went off, actually, sprinted to like... Um... It was a pretty pretty poor th- uh, like ball over the yeah. top, and he sprinted for it, and was just like, "Yeah, okay, he's he's basically dead now. <laughs> we need to get yeah. him off the pitch because he has just had it." Um, yeah, Norwood's first league goal for over two years, and his first non penalty league goal since November twenty eighteen. Brentford. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a long time without scoring, yeah. considering wow. he's played almost every it? game. That's- that seems like I remember we, I watched that. Well, we went to watch that game in in our local pub, and they couldn't get it on because it was red button or whatever. Mm. And listen to it on radio, Sheffield. It seems like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, a lot's <laughs> happened in those three and a half yeah. years, really, hasn't it? Um, but he had a he had another good game, and he's he's definitely due that goal after what happened at Blackpool. Yeah. I think for sure. It was so, bizarre because uh, just going back to the Stoke thing, I think Stoke. I mean, everyone. I'm not breaking new ground by saying this, but Stoke basically closed Norwood down, and that was done. Whereas QPR seemed to let him have loads of space, and you're thinking, if I were a QPR fan, I'd be thinking, you, you know how to sort of stop Sheffield United, if you know, or mm. one of the major things to stop Sheffield United. And they didn't, they not just did they not close him down, they gave him like the freedom of the park. Weird game plan from them. I, I, there was, yeah. there's been a few teams this season where, um, uh, you know, their strategy has been quite obvious, and I've been sat there going. I love this. This suits me down to the ground, the way you're playing this situation right now. You know, there were no... Obviously, we went ahead in the ninth minute and there was no urgency, really, from them to, uh, you know, restart play quickly. All their goal kicks were, you know, being played out from the back. And, you know, I think they did that quite well, to be honest. You know, they probably only beat our our press a couple of times, but I was quite content with that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dykes is a, a, you know, pretty decent... Number nine, uh, well, more of a target man, I suppose. And, and yeah, Gray it's interesting. Is a... I was looking at the QPR views after, and I didn't include him on the view from, but they were saying, like, oh, Dykes has been awful for ages. But every time I've seen Dykes for QPR and for Scotland, he's been a real handful. Yeah. Uh, Chair, was, I thought Chair was really good for them, number 10. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, so the, the, like, really slow build. Uh, Adoma as well, I forgot he played for them, to be honest, until the teams came out, but... He was, I mean, he's, he's gone off the boil massively now, but he was, after about sort of 15 games, he was like top of the division for like chances created per night. He was absolutely mm-hmm. devastating out wide. And 
we barely saw him in this game, did he? I mean, he, you know, a few crosses from the right that just got blocked away. But yeah, so that was it. You know, they're knocking it around their back three, and you know, going to Hendrick and then come back to Dicky, and I'm like, this is yeah, this yeah, this is fine. I'm all right with this. So it's yeah. weird. I don't know what. And even in the second was. half, I mean, sorry, yeah, their fans after I was saying they. Someone said six minutes out of time, and someone said they could put 66 up, and we were never <laughs> going to score. And it was one of the most comfortable one nils that I've seen for mm. for a while, actually, from from United. Yeah, a bit, a really just massive win. I mean, into the second half, we, you know, how many chances did we have, really? To be honest, I mean, Gibbs White had one. Uh, it would have been a, a phenomenal chip on yeah. the angle of the box. Like, I, yeah. I was sort of right in line with that and thought that was in, but just yeah. over the bar, brilliant. I thought um, we started the second half really well, actually, like hmm. r- really well. The second we had that cross, uh, like the cross, you know, the, where Westwood parries it and Stephen oh, yeah. just doesn't quite get to it, and then there was that one where Egan heads it on and uh, Croatia man sort of just can't get enough on it to bring it. Mm. And I thought, oh, the second goal's coming here because we were just, and then it slowly. I won't say they wrestled the game back, but we slowly sort of tired. I think. And you start thinking then, have we got enough goals in that you know period where we're so dominant? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think we, I think we tired and also were like come at us a little bit because yeah, we yeah. obviously fancied Gibbs White on the break and he almost did clinch the game on the counter yeah. attack. Um, great solo run and put it just wide. He was proper annoyed at himself for missing yeah. that one. I mean, I Ben Osborne's in acres of space, but mm. it's one of those again where you're thinking, does he have to really realistically shoot? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah, we just we just saw it out. There was a bit of a you know intake of breath around me when uh, uh, was it was it Dicky that edited it wide right at the end? I thought it was Dice. It, it might be Dice. Dice. I haven't yeah. I haven't seen it properly back. So yeah, uh, but yeah, there was a bit of a sort of <gasps> from the cop. But um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think it was actually that close to goal. To be honest, no. And, but obviously, uh, what was so sort of worrying is the the amount of times of letting last minute goals. Mm. Pretty much in games that we seem to have completely weathered the storm and won. Looking at Forest, obviously uh, Preston earlier on in the season, these are games that we were really comfortable until yeah. they scored, if you know what I mean. It was, I know Forest were the better side than us in that game, but for those final 20 minutes, they did nothing. And then all of a sudden they scored. So that's obviously where the worry comes from. Yeah. So not vintage from United, but uh, we did enough. We're back to being solid defensively. That's our 17th clean sheet of the season, I believe. Um <laughs> which is the most in the entire league, which is remarkable. That's, it's incredible, yeah. yeah. Because we weren't renowned for that on the slab, were we? <laughs> Hell no. Um, I mean, you know, if, it still feels a long shot, but if we do end this season getting promoted um, via the yeah. playoffs, I think that will be why. You know, I think we will oh, look yeah. back and go, oh, actually, we just like kept a clean sheet in almost every other game, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of underpinned it. Um and that's all a lot of people have to say, you know, we're, we're not convincing at the moment, um, you know, even though we won that game 1-0. I don't think there were much difference in that work, that win against QPR and a lot of the, the games towards the end of the season under Wilder when we got promoted. It weren't yeah. much different to Middlesbrough at home, for instance, when we won that 1-0. Yeah, and I I really feel it's it's just about the results now. I, I, get, oh, yeah. I get you want to be, a, you know, you don't want to go into the playoffs with no fit players and, like, you know, mm. no... Uh, you know, just just playing rubbish. To be honest, we've done that before, but we've also gone into the playoffs being the best team in the playoffs many, many yeah. times, and we've it never won we them. Do. It doesn't matter what we do; we lose. <laughs> yeah. 
But sometimes, you know, quite often the best team in the playoffs doesn't win the playoffs because it's it's a you know a three game shootout essentially. Yeah. I keep coming back to Huddersfield. You know, they got promoted with a negative goal difference, um, and they didn't score a single goal in you know three playoff brings, games. What springs to mind for me in in terms of the best team, Brighton when when Wednesday got to the final against Hull, hmm. Brighton were by far the best side in those playoff four. Yeah, I remember that. And I think by 60 minutes, they were down to 10 men against Wednesday and 3-1 down. Because so of, many injuries, didn't yeah, they? So many injuries. It only takes... So Wednesday got through. Then I remember the return game and Brighton absolutely hammered Wednesday. I think they had like 25 shots and then Wednesday just scored on the break. And that can happen. It happens in any, in any game and it can happen in a playoff. Brighton were obviously better than Wednesday and better than Hull that season as they went on to show the season after and, and since. But the, the best team don't always win. Yeah, just get to the dance, as uh, yeah, Amer- Americans yeah. say about their playoff Remember system. Remember the QPR derby game that year, the playoff final? Uh, oh, God, yeah, Zamora scored the winner. Yeah, derby had about 40,000 shots. And yeah. Zamora, first shot from QPR, just a wonder goal last minute. Oh. I do remember that. My my mate yeah. was there as a Derby fan, and I, I really did feel for him. I, yeah. I, I was uh, I was much more ambivalent towards Derby County back then than I am now. So yeah. <laughs> I was I wasn't. I mean, maybe if we actually play well in a playoff final, we might win. That's that's something. That's a novel we can have a go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Generally, being bad is not going to help you in the playoffs. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not. I guess the roundabout point I'm making is it's not absolutely critical to me that we look good. In the no. next six games, it's just can we get enough points to get in the playoffs, and then we'll see who's fit and how we play over two and hopefully three games. Anyway, I want to talk about Hecking Bottom's home record because I feel like this has gone under the rate. I don't feel like we've really yeah. talked about this because no, I this is fantastic. I, I yeah, I, I saw the stats earlier and yeah, brilliant. It, it genuinely had not occurred to me until uh, Gary Sinclair. Uh, I think he said it at full time, and this he was like, you know. Hecking Bottom's unbeaten blades at home, and I was like, heck, yeah, we haven't lost under yeah. Hecking Bottom. It's ten games now, and it's not like we're drawing them all either. Eight wins, two draws, and only two goals conceded. I think. Of yeah, which... that, that's insane. I mean, the last loss with Blackpool at home, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, which was October, I believe. Yeah. So you could, six months. Uh, yeah, two goals conceded, and one of those was <laughs> Wes's brain fart against. Oh Borough. yeah, and already yeah, pretty much already won the game. Yeah, and then a last minute goal from yeah yeah. From Forest, yeah, yeah. 26 points out of a possible 30 at home. We only got 11 out of um, uh, from a possible 27 on mm. Kanovic. So, If we carry on that own form, we're probably going to be in the playoffs because we've got four own games left. Mm-hmm. I think you win three of them and draw one. You're poss- probably going to get in with that. I don't know, but something like that. Yeah, the only thing... Uh, my, my I'll counter my own counterpoint here, if you like. Yeah. With that, with that Huddersfield season where I said they, uh, you know, got a negative goal difference, yeah. they did also get eighty-one points somehow. I had to go and check this. I was like, what the hell? How did you get eighty-one points with a negative goal difference? I think, uh, yeah, I think the sixth-place team had eighty points that year. Uh, I did. Do, I mean, I don't know if you've done that prediction thing that everyone's doing at the moment. Uh, Everyone no, I haven't. The season. I had this. Well, I think because I spent the day with Ed, but I think I just finishing seventh rather than uh, in the playoffs. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think. 75 to 77 is your is your mark, I think. I reckon so. We're on 64 now. We have yeah. six games left. Four, I think four wins will almost certainly do it. Yeah, um, I think four wins does it. Maybe three. Three might be enough. Yeah, the yeah. yeah, agree. Yeah. Uh, I've got two more. I think just two more things I want to talk about just about this game, and then we will have a quick break until Bournemouth. Uh, Jack Robinson comes on for Aremovic, who goes off with 
Well, we now learn is Crump, um, fortunately, yeah. unless we're, we're brilliant. Around. All the like the size of relief of like this guy who's played one match, <laughs> <laughs> played for sixty minutes or something. Yeah, it's like yes, promotion is back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes off with Crump, and I'm sure everyone was like, "Oh, welcome to the party." You know, <laughs> you fit right in. You fit too well, Philip. You're injured already. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was quite interesting that Jack Robinson comes on and. Just as a straight swap, he fills in at right centre back. Yeah, leaving Ben Davis on the I left. Played really well, actually. I thought he did as well. Yeah, that is. So I didn't know if this. Uh, I was trying to think about this in terms of like, you know, you put Robinson on the left. He's not a good passer anyway. Like it's, yeah. it's just not, unfortunately. So like, does it actually make more sense to do this and sort of hide him on the right in terms of? Well, he can't pass anyway. So why compromise? Ben Davies mm. for the mm. sake of Jack Robinson. Um, yeah, I suppose what we're doing at the moment is sort of sacrificing Ben Davies going forward and sacrificing Jack Robinson. Not sacrificing Jack Robinson, but Jack Robinson's not the best at going forward. And then we have two really defensive wing backs in Knight and Davis and Baldock. Mm. You mean if Ben Davis is on the right? Sorry, if Ben Davis, sorry, yeah. If yeah, Ben yeah. is on the right, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was quite novel. And uh, I thought he did a really good job as well. That's why yeah. I wanted to mention it. I thought he defended really well. He, you know, just. Tried to keep it simple because obviously he's playing out of position and on on his weaker yeah. foot. Um, but yeah, thought he did a a grand old job there, filling in for half an hour or so. And then yeah. we, we've not mentioned him yet, but I thought John Fleck was comfortably the man of the match. One yeah, of I agree. I mean, obviously, it's different different when you're not there. But after the game, I saw people saying gives what gives what one official man of the match, and I thought yeah. you were involved in most of our good stuff. But I thought Fleck was fantastic from from what I was watching. Yeah, I think I must have said to my dad, like, oh, Flex had a really good half an hour, actually. And I was like, Flex had a really good half. Yeah. Flex had a really good hour. Flex had a great game. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was everywhere, you know, just uh, getting stuck in, closing down. I thought he's, um, you know, kind of getting the ball out of his feet and turning away from defenders. Yeah. Really, really positive. Really That's... in the first half where I think he's when he sets Berg up on that run, actually. Mm, yeah. Uh, and that's fantastic. So, uh, I also think John Egan's the best I've seen him play for a while as well. Mm. He, I think he had Dykes in his pocket. In fairness to Dykes, QPR didn't really play to his strengths, but yeah, well, he's you know he's he's as big a part of those all those clean sheets as Fodringham is. I think I know yeah. Fodringham. You know, he's made the Fodringham obviously has been fantastic and has made the the flashy saves, if you like. But Egan's been a, a constant presence, and he obviously played yeah. under an eighty minutes for Ireland. I think didn't he in the international break? He did, so. yeah. And so I think is it, we've had thirty four different players in the team this season. Oh, I think I read God, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've had. Oh, I wish I'll, I'll try and get this for the the next podcast. Actually, yeah. um, I think it was Panini on the S two forum. It's yeah. just like it listed how many defensive part, like how many times we've changed the defense this season, and it's yeah. it's an insane amount. It's like every two three games basically. So um, yeah, he's been the constant, and yeah, uh, he definitely deserves some recognition. Um, Anything else you want to say about this game, about uh, what, what you saw watching at home? Did you have the SUTV feed or were you red-buttoning? Uh, no, I didn't have the SUTV feed. I, I didn't I didn't really listen to the commentary at all, to be completely no, honest. But, um, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, like I say, I, I was quite nervous for the last five minutes or whatever it was and the injury time. But other than that, I thought we were really comfortable as a 1-0. We, didn't, we weren't fantastic, but it was just, like, solid, deserved win. Yeah, get through another game where Sharp is a, bit, a little bit like when we played him in the promotion season, thinking about it. You know, when McGoldrick scored. Mm. 
Yeah, that I wasn't do. really a flashy game, but it was. Yeah, got the points. Let's go. Let's go. And uh, yeah, we got. We'll play them again uh, with. Yeah, nothing to fear. I think in uh, six hundred days is it? I think we play them again. Somewhere like that. that yeah, can that six hundred days. Six hundred days. Six hundred days. Maybe we'll play them six hundred days. Yeah, brain frazzled. Yeah, yeah. Probably what it is. Thirty days. Anyway, it's end of the month. Yeah, oh, it might be six hundred hours. It's six hundred hours. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's. I mean, I haven't done the maths myself, but it's certainly not six hundred days. Six hundred days. Yeah, longest season. Right. Let's have a quick break, and then we'll we'll preview the game with Bournemouth. Hello, Bladespod listener. A quick break to tell you about sponsor of this podcast. It is, of course, NordVPN. I use NordVPN to encrypt my own traffic on web and mobile, meaning I never need to worry about unsecure websites or apps or public Wi-Fi connections. Great for me if I'm working on the move, which I very much enjoy doing around Sheffield and savouring all the many excellent coffee shops that will indulge my presence. Uh, NordVPN also make it very easy for me to switch my virtual location with just a single click. Gives me access to all kinds of streaming platforms that are not available in the UK, like Netflix overseas, Hulu, you name it. Maybe particularly relevant for people who like to watch games of football that may otherwise not be viewable in the UK. Now, NordVPN have a special offer for BladesPod listeners. You can get your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash bladespod or using the code BLADESPOD when you sign up and you will get a 73% discount off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free and a bonus gift as well. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. The bonus gift I mentioned is a brand new feature called Threat Protection, which is anti-malware, protects your devices from malicious ads and pop-ups, phishing sites, and viruses. So head to nordvpn.com slash bladespod now and try NordVPN risk-free. Thank you for listening. Now let's get back to the podcast. And we're back. And I think one of my sort of most satisfying things to take out of the QPR game is it it just takes any pressure off this Bournemouth game, in my opinion. This is now a game we can afford to lose and a game where if we get a point, I think that's a fantastic result. Um, you know, a point might see us drop out of the top six because uh, Borough have got a game in hand on us. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I think if we if we drop points against QPR, then we probably we'd really need something out of this Bournemouth game. And now we don't, which is good because they are really, really good, aren't they, Bournemouth? Yeah, there's a lot of talk, and I don't know why that all this slipped up recently. They've lost <laughs> two in ten. I think the fourth in the form table. They're a good side. These. They're a really good side. So yeah. they lost. Uh, they lost last night to West Brom in a uh, well, a big surprise defeat. Although I don't know, it looks like that one went. It looks a bit of a, a strange game. That one. They were two 0 down. They went two 0 down really early. Twelve and then minutes. Yeah. Them. yeah, and then battered them, but just couldn't score. I think they had twenty-seven shots, but none on target. None on target. I'm yeah. just looking at that. Yeah, it's basically seventy yeah. percent possession. Uh, whatever Google used for their their stats, 18 shots, zero on target. Bit of a weird game, that one. That might just be uh, one not to read too much into. And uh, yeah, as you said, they've they've been pretty much fantastic. I mean, they are pretty decisively the second best team in the league by any metric you want to use. The streets ahead of any other team that isn't Fulham. The second best open play attack, second best open play defence. Good defending set pieces, defending set pieces are the most aggressive pressers in the league, which is slightly worrying. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they are a team 
absolutely stacked with very good championship players. You know, not not just in the starting eleven, but on the bench as well. So um, yeah, they're they're going to see a lot of my promotion in the next couple of weeks, and uh, it's a massive challenge for us to get anything on Saturday. It really, to me, really does feel like a free hit. I'm I'm excited for it because. Yeah, yeah, I think we we are the underdogs, and anything above zero points is going to be like a major bonus. I think and feel like a a great result. As I said, I feel I just find it strange. I keep I've seen so many things on social media about oh Bournemouth are struggling. You know they're not the team that they were, and we can get it. I've not seen it to be honest. I know they had a poor result last night, but you know everyone loses a few games. I think they'll yeah. comfortably get promoted. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be. I mean, you look at the look at the squad. You know, I think pretty much everyone on their bench last night probably getting to our team right now. So yeah, yeah right. I think. I mean, yeah, I think they're. Oh, yeah, they'll they'll get promoted. They're going to be in the Premier League next season, I think. So yeah, anything other than a defeat is really really good. I think. Yeah, just looking at the team that they put out last night. I mean, Philip Billing and Jefferson Lerma as that midfield pair is. <laughs> that was a really good, Balls very good physical yeah. ball players, and then the attack, the front three. I mean, Solanke was like a joke figure in the Premier League, but he's he's now he's uh, he's not far behind Mitrovic for xG per ninety, yeah. and they have uh, two players in the top ten for expected assists, which are the two men that play either side of him, uh, Jaden Anthony and Ryan Christie. That's a really yeah. good attack. It's a really good midfield. Lloyd Kelly is excellent at yep. the back. The keeper's fine. Um, yeah, and that's just the players that are starting. They got you know Cantwell came off the bench, Jamal yeah, Lowe, yeah. really good at this level. Ben Pearson, a player I wanted to sign. Sariki Dembele, a player I wanted to sign. Gary Cahill on the bench. It's a great team. This uh, you know I, I don't want to uh, dampen any enthusiasm, but it's going to be immensely hard for us not to lose this game. And uh, we're going to need some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think they're a really, really good side. I think the one thing we've got going for us is they've got Scott Parker as manager, and that's it, really. It's true. <laughs> but there, well, there is something in that because, yeah, I, I, I was. I think on my preseason predictions, I had Bournemouth to miss the playoffs. I think that was my. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. Well, I think it was. Uh, I think that was my bold take that they were going to be worse this season than last season, purely because of Scott Parker. I just didn't rate him as a manager and. He just has a squad that's good enough to overcome any yeah. limitations that he, he may have, to be honest. And they obviously strengthened massively in January as well, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we may have a better manager. I, I don't know that for sure. Um, you know, I, I I can't say I've seen much from Heckingbottom that's made me think like, this guy's a tactical genius. You know, the way that we did under Wilder and Nil quite quickly. But Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that, I agree completely. Right. I think that... Uh... You can't knock Eki Bottom off for what he's done so far. I won't stop him for Parker, put it that way. No, no, I, absolutely I think, not. I don't know how Parker keeps getting these jobs. And, it, you know, <laughs> he'll probably take Bournemouth up, get sacked and end up taking over Norwich or something next season and take, doing the same with them or whatever. So, yeah. Or we, Everton, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we do owe these a little bit from... Um, well, actually, so the last time we played them uh, at Bournemouth, obviously, I thought we were, we were very unlucky to lose... Um, a questionable, very questionable yeah. penalty award. Um, I can't remember the second goal, but I feel like there might have been an offside for that one as well. Uh, it's quite uh, it was, oh, yeah, oh. I think we're an offside. Yeah, I do think. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, but we're winning one nil, and uh, the referee gave a, a, a penalty against Ender Stevens for a foul that happened about three yards outside the box, which is curious. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But I thought we we put in a really good performance that day. Gibbs White assisted by Sharp, as um, oh, obviously, as, yeah, as has happened many times. He looks like he's uh, still dead, doesn't it, Sharp? Yeah, Heckingbottom said he, he might be available for Saturday today in his press conference, but I, I think that probably means no. Um, mm. And I'm all right with that in terms of I would rather have Sharp for the last five games than you know 20 minutes of this Bournemouth game that we might struggle to win, even if we had our yeah. strongest possible side out, to be honest. Yeah, 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 I get that completely, yeah. And uh, the last time we played Bournemouth at the lane was a very spiky affair. Do you remember that? I do. It was when, um, oh, were it? Sermon. Squared up to Wilder. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Sherman, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah they were, that were a horrible day weather, weren't it? That? It was. I'm just trying to think, actually. was That that was definitely the last time we played them. Yeah, it was. They were in the Championship last season. Yeah, because we were in the Championship, obviously, last season. We yeah. were ripping it up in the Prem. So. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly will. Um, yeah, this is going to be tough. Uh, hopefully, Removich will be available uh, to play again. I'm just... Just looking at the team now, I think, assuming Sharp is not miraculously recovered, I think we'd probably go with the same same eleven. I think he's got to be. I really do. I think he's everyone's fit. There's no real... I don't see anyone. Like I say, I'd like to see Osborne play left wing, but that's not going to happen, I don't think. Um, yeah, I think it'd be yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and we will see if that's, you know, that's going to be... It's going to be a hell of a challenge. Players, I mean, I'm just looking at the defence and thinking they are really going to have their work cut out. Fortunately, that has been probably our strongest area of the team for the last four or five months. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I say, of the players we're realistically going to get back, there's only really Sharp and Basham now, aren't they? In terms of what, as in realistically, they might realistically come back. coming back this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and we're, we're so we're pretty much at the the full strength that we could possibly be. I think the striker situation is, yeah, we're going to have to be really. If, if but I, like I say, we're encouraged by McBurney. So mm. yeah, and hopefully he's uh, he can give us longer uh, on the pitch this weekend as well. Yeah, let's um, hope so. I mean, obviously, I think that game. I mean, he said he was exhausted after, and he's taking it out of him. But I believe um, he's back on the grass as a Hecking <laughs> Bottom stage. <laughs> Uh, and the other about... guy, obviously, yeah, Captain Croatia as well. He's uh, also, um, yeah, he, he's also so apparently he's not. He's done some light training, but he should be ready for for the weekend. Good stuff. So yeah, close to the strongest. Yeah, yeah, we just with those two, I guess. Basham and Sharp would be the two that would come in, I guess. But it's it's not quite the patched up side that it was maybe three, two, three games ago. So. Yeah, we, we give ourselves a chance. Uh, we've shown that we can stay in games this season. That was like a hallmark of a Wilder side as well in terms of we just yeah. haven't conceded many goals, keep a lot of clean sheets. So keep it tight and uh, let's hope for some Gibbs White or Bergen magic and uh, a point or three would be absolutely delightful. But Yeah, um, yeah like I say, we're probably going to drop out of the playoffs this weekend because mm. Middlesbrough's got a really easy game against Hull at home and I think Blackburn have a lot of commentators on the top of my head. But Luton and Huddersfield play each other, so they're going to um, drop drop points as well. So yeah, I, I don't. I think it's less about looking at the league table at the moment and more about the points. Yeah, Black, Blackpool's a they play Black, Blackpool. That's sorry, it. Blackburn yeah, play Blackpool. Derby, yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a derby. Uh, yeah, but I think it's Diaz back. I'm not sure actually. He didn't, he didn't play the other night. I don't think. Um, we should actually mention the other results. Uh, so last night wasn't actually no. Overall, it wasn't bad, was it? Uh, Luton dropping points at Peterborough was quite favourable for us. Uh, Millwall yeah. lost at home to Swansea. It was a bonus. Yeah, I think that's them done now, I'd say. 
They're not that far behind, are they? But yeah, it gets harder. There's only Borough... six left, though. True. Yeah. Borough, Borough lost to Fulham, and yeah, Bournemouth losing to West Brom. If you're bothered about, if you actually think that we could catch Bournemouth, which is, I mean, look, if we did win, we would go within five points of them, but they would have. Don't yeah. don't do this. I've seen yeah, people like, getting the Bournemouth fixtures up, saying, you know what? If this is no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely no. Let's just concentrate on finishing above seventh. And, uh, yep, I will be a very happy Blades fan come uh, full-time in that Fulham game. Um, well, that's it, mate. We, I'm looking forward to that one. I, I hope, all being well, you should be uh, you should be available for this game. Yeah, right? I reckon I'm back on, back on the grass on, uh, on Saturday. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah. I'm, I'll, don't I'll, take that the wrong way if uh, Andrew's yeah, employees are listening. Way. As long as I, um, yeah, as long as I don't take a, um, yeah, a turn for the worst, which are like all our players do when they're injured. We'll <laughs> be yeah. back on Saturday. He's out for the season, so yeah. You're being well, reassessed tomorrow. Being reassessed, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, he's worse than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, should be back. Should be back in the squad on Saturday. So yeah, looking forward to. Really, I'm looking forward to. I've got to miss it on Tuesday, actually. Yeah, the. Uh, I mean, it was atmosphere wasn't amazing or anything, but I, I think. Like towards the end, it uh, you know ramped up a bit, helped the helped to get the players mm. over the line, which is yeah. quite. Um, it sounded know. fairly loud, actually, from what I heard. I mean, I, I didn't really mm. have like I went listening fully intently, but then I came back and I saw like Johnny O'Shaw and viewer like saying, "No one's singing like that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard quieter this season. Put it like that. Yeah, um, you you still managed to bosh out a, a view from or two haven't you even from your your desk just bed. the one just the one actually right. just the qpr one um yeah so i've got the qpr view they're just like we're we're rubbish um <laughs> like all sheffield united are rubbish and qpr are rubbish and everything's rubbish so yeah take that out and i'll uh, should have the bournemouth one up tomorrow top man i'm just looking remaining fixtures we've played bournemouth so we play the top two but uh fulham will be promoted and probably won the league by the time we play them but then it's pretty likely that QPR will be out of the top 10 by the time we play them. Uh, who else have we got? Bristol City yeah. 19th, Cardiff 17th, yeah. Reading 21st. It's just the, just the, see, there's, a, there's only Bournemouth left, I think, who've really got anything to play for. Because Fulham won't leave by them. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that probably helps, to be honest. I know we just lost to a team that had nothing to play for the other day. But, uh, yeah, you, you'd think that when it really comes to crunch time for us, like if it's do or die... Then uh, that will help, particularly with so many of those games being at Bramall Lane as well, where we have that outstanding home record. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I mean, like I say, I'm looking forward to it because I think it should be a good game. I think they should come at us, but then against Scott yeah. Park, so. <laughs> 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 who knows? I think with that attack, you, they can't help but uh, but not come at us, to be honest. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to need a, a big effort from uh, from them blades. But looking forward to it, mate. And uh, yeah, I will hopefully see you on Saturday. Uh, yeah. I should say that is roysviewfrom.com where you should go to check yeah. out the view from QPR and Bournemouth. Uh, what, what's the latest latest Maidley news, mate? Well, not, not, not actually what's he been up to. I'm in the, I'm in the episodes. <laughs> oh, he's been up to a lot. He's been he's up to an awful has. lot. He's typing in. It's uh, uh, been fantastic this week. Um, yeah, well, obviously we had to cancel because I, I was too ill to do it and too ill to talk about Jim Bowen. We're doing Bullseye <laughs> next. Uh, we might record oh, yeah. tomorrow. It depends, but we'll have, it'll be out next week at some point anyway. Definite, what, was your, so, what was your yeah. most recent episode? Uh, Green Jill. Big Green Jill, yeah. Uh, enjoyed doing that one. We, we messed it up a bit, but it was still quite fun. But yeah, um, the next one um, will be Bullseye. So. Love a bit of bully. I'll uh, I'll definitely yeah. be tuning in for that one. Yeah. Excellent stuff. All right, mate. Well, thanks. I don't want to take up any more of your time. I really appreciate you uh, 
Yeah, <laughs> rousing yourself, especially having done a full day's work today. Full day well. at work, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm quite tired actually. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, uh, hopefully it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, go go sit your send down and watch. What is it? Is it West Ham something in the Waffa Cup going on right now? Oh, is it rubbish? Yeah, yeah. I've got to do the view from Bournemouth, so I've got oh, never stops. Never the, the fun never stops. No. Roy HQ. <laughs> no, no rest for Roy. Right, mate. Well, uh, we will leave it there. I, I hope to see you uh, on Saturday. I hope you continue to feel better. And uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks as always for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Cheers.